Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Global Community of Women in High School Sports and We Coach. These are two great organizations that you really need to be a part of. So check out We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick and easy way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. As athletic directors, we typically only hear from that 2% of uh, disgruntled parents or uh, student athletes, and we need to hear from that 98% that really love and support our programs. It's a tremendously valuable tool. And Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack can provide you with this information. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration and the official registration platform for the FIAAA conference. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like reminders about policies and physicals and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with attendance and communication and a whole lot more. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. And they're going to provide you with the tools to help your athletes perform at the highest level. As a football coach, I used huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And huddle has those tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes do their best. Huddle is going to provide a complete professional-grade solution to the challenges that we all face. So go to huddle.com. We believe in sports, and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. If you're not branding and getting content out for your school's athletic department, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com, tell them you heard about it on the podcast, and use our code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. We've got a sideline interactive indoor score table in our gym, and it is fantastic. We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com for more information. Create the ultimate game day experience. 
for your student-athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown has recently acquired Ticket Spicket, and together they're going to provide a stronger and more comprehensive digital ticketing and event management software solution for you. But for right now, go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up, sell your tickets online, and every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. And Hometown's not just for athletics. They'll show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your athletic department. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. And Snap raises their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else have that? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com and find out about the entire suite of platforms from the Snap Mobile Network. Snapraise.com. And we want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or to showcase your school's Hall of Fame, go to Vital Signs Wall of Fame and let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles that will help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right in Florida today, and we've got a really cool guest. Our guest today is Dr. Andrew Ramjit. He is the Assistant Director of Student Activities, and that includes athletics, for the Brevard County School System here in Florida. He's also the Executive Director for the Florida Coaches Coalition, and we're going to talk about that uh uh, in depth uh, before we go. But uh, Dr. Ramjit, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on, Jake. Just thank you very much for having me on today. Well, we're excited to hear about how y'all do things in Brevard County and also about the Florida Coaches Coalition. But as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, maybe some sports background. Uh, take us up through your college years, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some of your early career experiences. So what's the uh, Dr. Andrew Ramjet origin story? All right. So born in the Bronx, New York, to two Guyanese immigrant parents. Uh, my father served in the military for six years, met my mom, and um, to get us a better life and kind of get us out of 
you know, poverty in the Bronx, they decided to move out to Broward County, Florida in Sunrise, Florida, home of the Florida Panthers. Um, so I grew up in, in Sunrise, Florida, um, loved playing Little League baseball, but my sport was really football. And unfortunately for me, I didn't really grow in size. I was a really skinny kid. So, you know, as much as I tried playing football, I was playing left bench. I was the water boy. I was actually telling a funny story earlier that the only time I actually saw the ball in a game, you know, I was running back a kickoff and I held on to the ball and I'm running and then I got truck stick by someone and I'm laying on the ground and I said, oh my gosh, this is not for me. So, um, you know, but sports played a huge part in, in my youth and, you know, my main sport though was cricket. So anyone that comes from any British colony, or, or any country with the British influence, cricket is a just a very big sport. And unfortunately, the only British colony that really hasn't caught on with cricket is the United States. If you go to New Zealand, Australia, India, West Indies, cricket is huge. It's a, it's a bigger sport than, in, than soccer. Um, so cricket was my thing, but unfortunately in the United States at that time, um, cricket just, there was nothing for youth cricket. So any goal that I had of playing athletics collegiately uh, just died, <laughs> you know, and um, so I decided to focus in on education, went up to Florida State. Uh, I was on, I love to tell everyone I was on the six-year plan, uh, not because I was a terrible student, but simply because of the fact the cost of college education when you're paying for yourself is is rather expensive and you know, thankfully for me, I was able to meet my wife as a freshman up there. And um, we've been together now 17 years, three kids, which is awesome. Uh, so for my time in Florida State, moved back down to Fort Lauderdale, where I knew I wanted to get into education. I knew that I wanted to play a big part in just fostering young minds and being able to coach kids. I think, you know, just the coaching profession in general is just just one of just the best professions because your ability to get kids into college to set their path in their life. I mean, there, there's nothing like it. So started off in uh, Broward County as a teacher and a coach uh, for a number of years, worked my way into school administration, became an assistant principal, principal, uh, got out of education for a little bit, uh, then moved with the family up to Orange County and Orange County. I took a job as a dean as opposed to a principal or assistant principal simply because in orange county you can be a dean and you can coach a ball at the same time because they look at you as a resource teacher not as an administrator so i took a job at cypress creek high school uh, i was there for a year then i moved over to lake nona where i was an assistant coach uh girls basketball and football i loved it and then during covid when everything shut down and no one knew what was going to happen with their jobs. I saw that in Brevard County, they had a county AD vacancy. And, you know, that's a longer title, Assistant Director of Student Activities. I don't know why it's such a long title. It makes no sense to me. But essentially what I am is a county AD. So I decided to apply for the position, applied, got the job, been there three years. And we've made some dramatic changes for the better in Brevard. And a lot of things that we're about to do in Brevard is going to set the the standard for the coaching profession and the athletic director profession in the state. And I think possibly the entire country. 
Wow, that's exciting. And again, our listeners know this. I, I just love listening to the stories and the the twists and turns and the paths that that go into a career. Um, you know, it's I, I have a story that I share about my uh, athletic expertise. Uh, and again, I played football, basketball, and ran track in high school and college. But uh, my basketball story, uh, I always tell our parents uh, that I in high school, I was a 30-30-30 player. Now, you know what that means? Okay, they didn't either. Uh, I would say, well, 30-30-30. That meant uh, I would get into the game when we were ahead by 30, when we were behind by 30, or there were 30 <laughs> seconds left. So uh, you know, I, I can relate to uh, you know those athletic dreams. <laughs> yeah, no, your story sounds a whole lot like mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, again, th- I appreciate you sharing that. We're going to take a little deeper dive in, into the early career, but let's take our first break. Uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Dr. Andrew Ramjet. He is the county AD for Brevard County Schools, also the executive director of the Florida Coaches Coalition. We're going to hear more about that. So uh, we'll be right back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards for their support. Sideline not only creates revenue for your athletic department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their products. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. You heard me say that we've got a sideline interactive indoor score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They will show you how to set up and sell tickets online for all your games, how to scan the attendees and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to Hometown Ticketing. They'll also show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to our visit with Dr. Andrew Ramjet, the county AD for Brevard County Schools here in Florida. Doctor, uh, you, you talked about, you know, your your career path, and I want to take a little deeper dive into that period where you were thinking about and actually, you know, became a, a dean and athletic director, what we say coming to the other side of the desk. Uh, take our listeners through that. You know, what was going on? What were you thinking about? And, and maybe how was it that first uh, season as the athletic director? Yeah, so I stepped in at a point during COVID when the county athletic director at the time decided to retire. So I came in um, probably in one of the most uncertain periods of time in the history of the country and the history of education. So imagine just walking into a fire is essentially what I did. And I just remember a lot of administrators and uh, even coaches that I worked under just saying, hey, are you sure this is really what you want to do right now? And I said, yeah, because you know what, I think if I take this position on, we'll be able to create a lot of change around the state. And really what we need to do is create change. And, you know, I remember taking the position and the first time I 
I stepped in a room full of my athletic directors, 16 high school athletic directors in Brevard County and the likes of Jeff McLean, who is one of the most renowned ADs in the state, um, had been at Merritt Island High School for over 40 years. Um, just being in a room would be intimidating for a lot of folks, but you know, I'm a very relationship type of person and I build relationships. And I think for my ADs, you know, just one, I'm a guy coming from out of county. I'm coming from Orange County, which is a larger county going into Brevard. Um, you know, that's that's one possible red flag that they looked at. And the second is, hey, this guy doesn't have any AD experience. How is this guy going to be a county AD? So that was another red flag. So part of the process of being successful in the role was winning over the room. Because one thing that I wanted them to know, and I wanted them to know very quickly, was, yes, I may not have athletic director experience. I may have had school administration experience, but two, two completely different things. But before anything else, before I look at myself as an administrator or, or a teacher, I was always a coach. And I went in there with a the coach's mentality of building a team and making a team successful. So that's how I walked in and I'm thankful that I'm still there three years later. I think I've done a great job at winning over the room and you know, it's, it's been such a fulfilling experience for me. I love that expression, win the room. Um, you know, now that I'm retired uh, you know, I can give that free advice to aspiring ADs and coaches. And I tell them, you know, Hey, you got to go in and sell yourself. But I, I love that expression, win the room. I'm going to steal that in true athletic director fashion. Um, <laughs> let's go and talk a little bit about uh, the mentors that you've had in your life. As you know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. Uh, the expression I like to use is I still hear those voices in my head you know, from my mentors. Uh, do you have any voices that you still hear? Oh, all the time. Um, starts off, I'd say, Ricardo Marino, right now he's an assistant principal at South Plantation High School. He was the head um, assistant basketball coach at Everglades High School in Broward County. Uh, he was also the head basketball coach at South Plantation High School before he moved into being an administrator. Um, as a 16-year-old kid, kind of took me under his wing, made me a, a team manager for the basketball program. And just being around him and just building a relationship with him, you know, just the, just the most calm under pressure person I've ever met. So if I ever find myself in any kind of predicament with my athletic directors in general, I always ask myself, what would Marino do? So huge, huge influence on me. I'd say outside of that, um, Charles Box, he was my first principal at Pat, excuse me, Parkway Academy in Miramar, Florida, back in 2012. Uh, he was a former football player at Bethune-Cookman. He was a former coach. At this point, he was getting up there in age, you know, a few years away from retirement. He essentially told me, you know, to be successful in the coaching profession, the main thing you have to do is care about your players. It's not about the wins or losses. It's about developing these young men into productive citizens in society. He would always say that, productive citizens of society, productive... And, you know, that just became ingrained in me. And then I would say huge influence, Anthony Paradiso, who was at the time head football coach at Lake Nona High School. Now he's at Lake Toho High School out in St. Cloud. 
uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Amazing guy. You know, just working under him, he's one of the winningest coaches in, you know, Central Florida history. He's been around almost 20 years now. But one thing, I, what I learned about him is in my interview with Coach Paradiso, the first thing he asked me was, tell me about your family. Didn't ask me about X's or O's. Didn't ask me about anything else. He wanted to know about my family. And that kind of showed me that, hey, you know, while X's and O's are important, you know, wins and losses are important. As a head of a team, it, it's it's deeper than that, right? It's 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 about knowing one another and it's about building relationships. Uh, then on the athletic director side, you know, I mentioned him earlier, Jeff McLean. What a guy. You know, he's was around at Merritt Island High School for 40 years for a reason because he is that good. Sitting on, you know, different FHSAA boards and you know, when I came in, if I didn't win over Jeff, I wouldn't have won over the rest of the, the room because Jeff, he's been sitting in that chair for 40 years. At that point, when I came in, it had been 38 years he was in the position. If I didn't get the buy-in from Jeff, nobody else would have accepted me coming from out of county. So there's Jeff. And then, you know, I have a few more senior athletic directors that I look at as mentors, Tados over at O'Galley High School, Cheryl Schivel over at Astronaut High School, and Greg Claiborne over at Rockledge High School. You're going down kind of a who's who list, and many of those uh, have also been on the podcast. Uh, you know, yep. very cool stuff. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Dr. Andrew Ramjet. He is the County Athletic Director for Brevard County Schools here in Florida. He's also the Executive Director of the Florida Coaches Coalition. We're going to hear more about that down the road, but let's take another quick break, but we will be back. This is the Educational ED Podcast. We want to thank Snap Mobile for their support of the podcast. Go to snapraise.com, snapraise.com, and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your program. Snap Store allows you to order custom gear for everybody at your school. And of course, Snap Raise is their fundraising platform. We've used Snap Raise with great success, and you can too. They've helped schools across the country raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com and check out the entire suite. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com, use the podcast code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. Today, it's all about branding and marketing your school and your district. So go to Gipper.com, start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Dr. Ramjit, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. 
what are some things that you guys do, your schools do, uh, either individually uh, at the school itself or maybe countywide because you are a county AD? What are some things that you have either brought to Brevard or that you're doing right now that you would consider best practices you, you can share with our listeners? Okay, well, the, the first thing I would say is when I first came into Brevard, a lot of our facilities were prehistoric. I felt like I was in Jurassic Park, right? You walk around some of the older schools in our district, Titusville High School, O'Galley High School, you looked at the condition of their facilities and it really made you scratch your head. Like who is coming out here to take a look at this on a district level? I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, it, it almost, I would say was borderline safety hazard. So what I did was I formed a relationship, a very close relationship with our assistant superintendent of facilities and made it a priority without anyone telling me, I went around and did my own facility assessment. Every athletic facility in the district on a high school and middle school level, I went in and I graded on a scale of one to five, five being great condition, one being poor. And I did that for every high school and middle school. So that was 27 different schools. And I knew that in facilities, they were going to be presenting a, a presentation to our school board and our superintendent for capital outlay funding. When capital outlay is usually used to make the changes needed to facilities around the district. So knowing the timeline, I set up a meeting with the assistant superintendent of facilities and her team, them not knowing exactly what I was doing or why I scheduled the meeting. And in the meeting, I presented to them my findings. And I went school by school and I presented pictures along with my findings and they were shocked because at her level, she didn't even know that her team didn't have a process in place to look after the facilities and to look at the conditions of the facilities. So just based off the facility assessments that I was able to do in two and a half years, a little less than three years in Brevard, our tracks have all become rubberized. They made it a priority. So 14 of our 16 high schools now have rubberized tracks that are world-class. Uh, we have locker rooms that have been, you know, just new lockers, new paint. We have concession stands being built. We have just so much on a facility level being done in Brevard County just based off of those facility assessments that I implemented. You know, and it's such an important part of that you know, curb appeal, you know, even though it's, you know, sometimes internal, um, the student athletes, you know, when they walk into you know, that locker room or that track or that gymnasium, it's it just that whole sense of pride and, and wanting to do their best. Obviously the coaches love it. Um, and the fans, the constituents, your stakeholders, you know, they love it too. Very cool stuff. Um, as you, from that first um, series of walkthroughs where you were collecting your data, you know, what was your, you know, gut feeling? Uh, and, and I guess I, I'm leading into, did you know at that time that, let's say, your administration at the district level was going to support this? Or were you wondering how you were going to generate support? Well, to be quite honest, I knew they were not going to support it because it had never been done before. That's why I kind of went on my own and kind of did it because um, I knew if it wasn't brought up and if there weren't pictures to reinforce it, if I didn't have that data, nothing would be done. 
So I kind of, you know, went by myself, went around and did this and kind of forced them to make changes. That makes any sense. No, that, that makes perfect sense. What was the feeling from your building ADs? Uh, you know, were they, uh, you know, excited? Uh, were they on board immediately? Um, you know, how was that? When I first came around, you know, I remember clearly the first school that I went to was Bayside High School and my athletic director, Brandon Cheryl. First thing he said is, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I've never, I've been in this position X amount of years and no one's ever come to visit me. I was like, well, that's terrible, but I'm here to look around your facilities and we're going to get your facilities fixed. And I remember he had a chuckle and he said, good luck with that. I said, Hey, (laughs) give me a shot. And you should see their facilities now. I mean, they got brand new tennis courts at Bayside high school, which I, and I've been around the state. I'll probably say they have the top tennis facility in the state right now at Bayside. They have a brand new rubberized track. I mean, their facilities, and I, I always talk to Brandon, and he's always just thankful and saying thank you. But I think it was, you know, from the AD's perspective, a lot of them probably would be telling themselves, this guy's crazy, because they had been there for so long and nothing had ever changed. Wow. No, I mean, that, that's just a you know great success story. I, obviously, you, you've got some more plans for the future. Very cool. We'll do this again at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, um, you know, maybe they've got a facilities project or, or just anything, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah, best way to get a hold of me. I'm I'm very active on on Twitter and social media at Andrew Ramjit, R-A-M-J-I-T, uh, all together. Uh, you could get me on Twitter, Facebook. Um, and if you want, even want to shoot me an email, ramjit.andrew at brevardschools.org. All right. Uh, We're visiting today with Dr. Andrew Ramjit, the County Athletic Director for Brevard Schools here in Florida, also the Executive Director of the Florida Coaches Coalition, which we're going to hear about when we come back from this break. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com and check out their collection of interactive touchscreen video consoles. You know, they're on a mission to help bring your school's legacy to life. And if you go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com, you can see their... um, Uh, record boards, as well as the Hall of Fames that they've installed at schools all across the country. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is going to provide your school, your coaches, your teams with a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Go to Huddle.com. Turn your school into a Huddle school. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Again, our guest today is Dr. Andrew Ramjet. He is the County Athletic Director for Brevard County Schools here in Florida. But in addition, he's the Executive Director for an organization called the Florida Coaches Coalition. Doctor, uh, tell our listeners, you know, what Florida Coaches Coalition is, maybe a little bit of history, and then, you know, why it's important, why they should care. Yep, so the Florida Coaches Coalition, we're a coaching organization based out of Florida that focuses primarily on being a platform for coaches to connect and fighting for the wages and supplements of coaches in all sports, football, basketball, softball, bowling, any sport under the FHSAA umbrella, we fight for the wages and supplements of coaches and also provide professional development for coaches in the profession because, you know, to, to be honest with you, there, there's a lack of professional development for our coaches throughout the state. So we provide that as well. But, you know, we were founded December 2021 in a span of a week. I lost three football coaches in Brevard County, one to Georgia, one got out of the profession, and another one took a college job, a graduate assistant job. And I was out three coaches in a span of a week, and it really bothered me because uh, within interviews that they did, they all said the salary was the problem, that we can't support our families off this $3,600 stipend after taxes. I'm making less than three grand, and I'm putting in a year's worth of work into this. So what I ended up doing, I wanted to voice my opinion. Um, so I started a Twitter account for the coalition. And at the time, I only had one follower, which was myself. And I made a long post about something needs to change in Florida and how ridiculous it was that coaches were making as little as they were. So made a post. I retweeted it on my Twitter account that maybe had at the time 120 followers. And within days, it spread like wildfire, hundreds of likes. Football Scoop reposted it, news organizations reposted it, ESPN and Palm Beach. I mean, college coaches, Tim Brewster, who's now over there at uh, Colorado with Dion, liked it. And you just had all these athletes and coaches reaching out. What can we do? What can we do? And it was just, wow, off one tweet. But at the time, no one had ever spoken uh, publicly about this. Right. It was always one of those topics that coaches talked about in the back room or in the locker room. And nobody with any type of platform actually came out publicly to say exactly what I did and really tell it like it was. And, and based off my tweet and based off of the retweet and the story that they posted on Football Scoop, Coach James Thompson, who had just recently accepted the job at Winter Haven High School, uh, previous head coach at Gainesville High School, he went out to UCLA, was a uh, assistant coach under Jim Mora, went over to Georgia. He was moving back to Florida, took the Winter Haven job. He reached out and said, hey, man, this is I'm all about everything that you said, you know, and, you know, me and James, we got together. We incorporated the Florida Coaches Coalition. And over the last year, we've seen tremendous growth all across the state in terms of membership. We're up to a here under 8,600 members. Um, and that encompasses the high school level, the middle school level, and the youth level. 
because there was no organization in the state that actually focused on the professional development of youth level coaches. You know, most people look at youth level coaches like, hey, they're just a dad that gets out of their couch and gets out of their house on Sundays to coach their kids. But it's 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 deeper than that. So we we actually, you know, we're under 8,600 members and we're we're growing at just an extremely fast pace. We hired our first uh, employees in December. And now we're looking at once we establish ourselves further in the state of Florida, we're going to be spreading nationwide. Well, that's uh, really cool to see how fast the organization grew. I guess uh, there's a good example of, uh, of Twitter, you know, Twitter helping out. Um, what are some things, you know, you talked about, you know, professional development, coaches, education, you know, what are some things that have already happened or that will be happening uh, down the road that, you know, our listeners, you know, hopefully in Florida, but also, you know, uh, close by can also get involved in and, and take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the first thing that we did after we incorporated James was a clinic director for, for Nike and ran Nike football clinics. And last year, Nike didn't have a clinic. And James said, you know what, we need to do a clinic and we need to do a clinic for football coaches. Because as everybody knows, every athletic director all across the country, football keeps the lights on in the buildings, right, essentially. So James said, hey, we need to do something for football coaches and we got to get football coaches in our corner. If we get football coaches in our corner, all the other coaches will follow. And he couldn't have been more right. Uh, James, with his experience putting on clinics in six weeks, get this in six weeks, we put on one of the largest, most successful football clinics in the state. We had the likes of Mario Cristobal just had signed his deal with Miami a few months earlier, came out Jeff Scott, who was at USF, Willie Taggart, uh, we had some of the FSU coaching staff out there. I mean, just all the major D1 coaches in Florida were out there. And then Tom Allen, the head coach of the University of Indiana, used to be the head coach of Armwood High School in Tampa. Actually, not Tampa, in Hillsborough County. And uh, he said, you know what? What you guys are doing is huge. And he flew out his entire staff. The entire Indiana staff made it out there, man. And it was just incredible to see the coaches that came out and the support that we were able to garner in six weeks. So we had that. Um, now, as far as future professional developments, we're planning on going into individual counties and hosting workshops and clinics for coaches and in individual sports, football, basketball, bowling, swimming and diving. We're planning on branching out and you know, I, I, I think the model of setting a central location for a convention on a yearly basis doesn't necessarily do justice to professional development. And I feel the best way to get professional development to coaches is to actually go to them. So we'll be going into different counties and setting up different workshops and clinics. And we have all the information and we'll have more information posted on our website, floridacoaches.com. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you gave out the contact information for yourself, which is great. We do want people to add you to their uh, network. But uh, what are the ways, uh, where can they find out more information about Florida Coaches Coalition? Yep. So Florida Coaches Coalition on Twitter, at PayFLCoaches. That was our rallying cry when we you know, first got started was pay Florida coaches. So the, the Twitter followed and it's just at PayFLCoaches. Okay. We're going to hear some more about the Florida Coaches Coalition and from our guest, Dr. Andrew Ramjet. But let's take one more break. Please stay with us. 
This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration and forms platforms, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like uh, reminders for policies, for physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Dr. Andrew Ramjet, County Athletic Director for Brevard County and the Executive Director for the Florida Coaches Coalition. Dr. Ramjet, you, you, you've talked, and we were talking off uh, uh, during the break, about the, the long-term state of uh, coaches' pay in Florida. You know, I was in uh, uh, Florida for the final you know, 21 years of my 41 year teaching, coaching and AD career. So I know firsthand, uh, you know, what you're talking about. And again, my, my hat's off to you and the coalition for, uh, you know, picking up this, uh, this challenge. Uh, explain to our listeners uh, who might not be in Florida, you know, what that state is and, and maybe some of the things that y'all are working on to help change that. Yeah, the state of pay in in Florida is just terrible. So, you know, I'll use football because I know football very well. The average football coach in the state of Florida makes $3,200. And while that's just to be for the season, let's be real with ourselves that being a football coach is a year-round job. You have outside of your season, you have your summer conditioning, you have your spring practice, your spring game. You have to work with your booster clubs. You have to work with your families. You have to get in contact with college coaches for your kids to get your kids into college. There's there's so much that goes into being a head football coach at the high school level. And $3,200, if you break it down, it becomes pennies on the dollar. How is that fair to anyone? You know, you have coaches that are leaving Florida at a record pace. They're going to Georgia. They're going to Texas. They're just getting out of the profession. Why? Because after taxes, $3,200 is what, $2,500 for a year's worth of work? And it just is not fair. You know, in Brevard County, we've reached the point where 86% of our coaches are now community coaches. Only 14% of the coaches left in Brevard County are Brevard County employees, whether that's instructional, non-instructional, because the stipend and the supplement that they receive doesn't do justice to the amount of hours that they work. And then if you look at it over the course of the last year, taking into account inflation, the, the price of homes skyrocketing, the price of everyday groceries, such as milk going up to almost $5 a gallon for milk. I mean, coaches are essentially taking a pay cut because their salaries haven't changed across the state. So working together with our school board, 
uh, our former superintendent, have a new superintendent on board. What we were able to do in Brevard County is at the end of last school year and the following two school years that are coming up, we're giving coaches a 25% bonus on their supplements. So at the end of every school year, they get a 25% bonus, which isn't much, but guess what? It's, it's something, right? So keeping that 25% bonus in mind, we're in the top 20% in Florida as far as coaching salary. And that's all sports, right? Basketball, football, softball, baseball, tennis, swimming and diving, soccer, lacrosse, all sports. But now what we're doing is we just passed the millage in Brevard County, the county as a whole, not public schools, but Brevard County, where there'll be an extra dollar assessed per hundred dollars of home value. So that's estimated to bring in between 50 and 60 million dollars on a yearly basis to Brevard public schools. Money has been set aside specifically for supplements. So what we are going to be doing in Brevard County, hopefully by the start of the 2024 school year, is doubling every stipend in the county for foot. I mean, that's head coaches and assistant coaches. They're going to be doubled. And that includes athletic directors as well. But with athletic directors, it's actually, you know, goes a little deeper. What we're trying to do is classify our athletic directors as administrators, not just as resource teachers with a supplement, because really athletic directors in, in Brevard County and most counties in Florida, for the folks that don't know, they work a year-round schedule. They're expected to be out there in the summer, entering forms into home campus, uh, you know, doing everything that they do in a regular school year, it's expected of them to essentially volunteer their time. And on top of that, you know, they're at schools three, four nights out of the week covering whatever competition's going on because their principals label them as admin on duty, although they're not classified as administrators. So we're about to change that. And we're in the process of working it out to get our athletic directors on as administrators. So what we're about to do in Brevard County by making our ADs administrators and doubling the stipends of all of our coaches, not just one or two sports, everyone, it's going to change the game because you got a county such as Dade County where your football coaches are making a little over 3000 They'll look at Brevard County and be like, how are these football coaches making $9,000 and we're still here at 3000 It's going to get the conversation moving. And it's my expectation that a lot of other counties are going to follow in the footsteps of Brevard and we're going to be able to get these coaching salaries up to all across the state. Boy, that is just tremendous. Um, I, I guess a couple of things uh, from the athletic director standpoint, I wouldn't be doing my job uh, as a member of the uh, NIAAA and FIAAA, our athletic director associations, if I didn't encourage you to somehow work in that uh, uh, the AD certification as, you know, possible bumps in that step, you know, a, a certified athletic administrator or certified master athletic administrator, uh, very, um, you know, very prestigious, you know, uh, levels for, for ADs. And uh, also too, I've started using this in presentations uh, that I give to parents and, and school boards. Uh, I ask them, you know, think back to your high school days, you know, how much of your total education, your total education 
came from your sports participation? You know, is it 10%? Is it 20%? A lot of them, I mean, the room usually says it's, it's 50% or more of their life education. And then I ask them, okay, what percentage of your school district budget goes toward athletics? Uh, usually it's something like 4%. And that's where those stipends come from. So uh, again, you guys are literally, you know, putting your money where your mouth is in Brevard County. Great, great stuff. Uh, anything yeah. more to add uh, while we're still in this segment? What I would say is, you know, it's, it's, it's long overdue. You know, you look at some places in Texas where your coaches are making six figure salaries. They don't have to teach any classes or Georgia. That's, you know, they're geez, 30, 40 grand in some counties, you know, Florida is way behind. And you think about the quality of talent that we produce on a national level on all sports. And you think about the job that the coaches do and the work that goes behind the scenes to get these athletes where they are and to think that they make so little and have made so little for so long it's just not right so you know i'm i'm glad that myself james thompson the coalition we're at the forefront of this and you know we're we're fighting fighting the machine and you know we've been successful and so far and i i hope that you know our continued success is there because our coaches in the state of florida our athletic directors in the state of florida they deserve it Oh, without question. Absolutely. Uh, you know, appreciate everything y'all have done and, and what you're, uh, you know, going to be doing down the road. Well, Dr. Amjit, this has just been so cool getting to know you a little bit here on the podcast, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but uh, we're going to take our final break and hear from athletic surveys and when we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, stay with us. And uh, we're going to find out what Dr. Andrew Ramjet is going to put into his athletic director toolbox. We'll be right back. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. As athletic directors, we typically only hear from that 2% uh, a disgruntled student athlete or a squeaky wheel parent uh, that wants to gripe. And that's important. You need to hear those concerns, but we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love our program because that's a tremendously valuable tool to use, you know, with your coaches, with your kids, with your parents, with school board members uh, about the success of your program. Go to athleticsurveys.com or shoot them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started and find out what they can do for you. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Dr. Andrew Ramjit. He is the County Athletic Director for the Brevard County Schools here in Florida. He's also the Executive Director for the Florida coaches coalition uh and uh, right now i'm going to task him with sending out a brand new athletic director 
but I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. Doctor, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Yep. So I'm, I'm going to conceptualize three things to throw in and not physical tools, but just, just, just feelings and, and logic that I'm going to throw in. The first I'm going to throw in is humility. So as an athletic director, what you want to do is listen, listen to your coaches, listen to your players, listen to every stakeholder that has a connection to your overall athletic program. As a new athletic director, you might think you know exactly what needs to be changed and what needs to be fixed, but it's very important to get a historical context from those that know better than you do. And, you know, when I first stepped foot into Brevard County, I read up everything that I could read to get myself ready for the job, but being hands-on is much different than reading, right? So it's very important to listen, listen to your stakeholders. As a county athletic director, listen to your school ADs because there's no two communities and there's no two schools that are the exact same. Every school is unique with its students' population, its school administration, the level of support you receive from your school administration, from the community. So it's important to be humble and to listen. The second thing that I'll throw into the toolbox is reality. And I learned this from Lannis Robinson, the county AD over in Hillsborough County. My first year, I remember getting on a Zoom call with Lannis and I said, hey, Lannis, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna... He said, hey, young buck, slow down, buddy. Slow down because I'm gonna teach you something. It's called 3366100. In your first year, you need to be realistic that you'll be able to make 33% of the changes that you want. In your second year, you'll be able to make 66% of the changes you want. In your third year, if you've been successful in year one and year two and you're still around, you've been able to build the trust with your school district, with your athletic directors and your coaches, you'll be able to make all the changes that you need to. So 33, 66, 100. And thank you for that, Lannis. And the last thing that I would throw into an athletic director's toolbox is courage. The courage to speak up. The courage to challenge your bosses. As an athletic director um, and a county athletic director at a school district level, you might have your superintendent tell you, hey, we're not doing this. And usually most people will kind of fold and say, well, that's my boss. I got to stop. Don't be that person. If you know there's something that benefits the kids, the benefits, the coaches, the athletic directors within your county, have the courage to speak up. If they tell you no, find other ways to change their minds. Find data that could help change an administrator's mind because in an athletic world or in an educational world, excuse me, it's all about data. So what kind of data that can you find to change opinions, to change minds? But you have to have the courage to speak up because if you don't speak up, nothing will ever change. And those are the tools that I would throw in, Jake. Well, th those are great tools. I, I always tell people that the that tool of listening, it's the one tool that I wish I would have. Well, I had it, but I didn't start to use it 
uh, until much too late in my career. Great stuff. And, and I love your 3366 uh, tool as well. Great stuff. Um, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain or they want to find out more about the Florida Coaches Coalition, give out all that contact information one more time, please. Absolutely, Jake. So personal, if you want to reach out to me directly on Twitter at Andrew Ramjit, at Facebook, Andrew Ramjit, or my email, ramjit.andrew at brevardschools.org. For the Florida Coaches Coalition, it's floridacoaches.com or on Twitter at payflcoaches. All right. Very good stuff. Thanks again for sharing with us today. All the best with Brevard Schools and with the Florida Coaches Coalition. I want to figure out a way that I can get more involved with that. And, uh, you know, uh, let's get some more of your team on the podcast. Absolutely, Jake. And again, thank you so much for having me on. It has been a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, I, I want to let the listeners know, you know, back when I was doing a, a master's program at the University of Cincinnati, part of our curriculum was the athletic director's toolbox. And, you know, just reading through the toolbox and it's just an honor, you know, to just sit here with Jake today because, you know, that book helped me through two years at UC. So um, it's a pleasure, Jake. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, wow. You are too kind, sir. Uh, for our listeners, uh, we do this just about every day and we upload the Zoom videos to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Uh, come back next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Remember that website, floridacoaches.com and pay Florida coaches is the Twitter site. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the educational AD podcast. Mm -hmm.